0: Tell me something, Chris. I, I just I, Why you gotta have to nitpick this? What did you need more? Was it a plot that you were looking? At? <laughs> Tell me something girl
1: Are you happy in this modern? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 519 with a review of A Star is Born. I'm Christopher Sinezzi.
0: And I'm Stephen Miller.
1: And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Uh, This week, we have two reviews for you. Earlier in the feed, you will find a review of Venom. um, So hopefully you're enjoying that, or you did enjoy that. Uh, Now we're here to talk about A Star is Born. Now, Stephen Miller. Yes. A Star is Born It's not a musical, but it is a musical film. Sure. (laughs) Um, This film features songs heavily, and I think uh, coming out of this film, a thing people will be talking a lot about is the music. Mm -hmm. Um, So the big question for you to start off this episode is, I think there's two types of people in this world. Yep. There's the people who are into uh, Shallow, (laughs) and people who are into Maybe It's Time. If you had to come down on one of those two sides, uh, which of those two songs was your favorite
0: from this film? Uh, I mean, you can call me Jack Black because I'm Shallow Half. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm all over Shallow. I'm super, super, super. I I agree that the lyrics don't make sense. <laughs> I'm going to give that to you right now. I don't care. That moment, we we talked about it. like yeah, that, yeah. that moment where Lady Gaga comes in and says, like, Ain't it hard trying to be so hardcore and then the violin goes. Bwah, bwah. <laughs> I feel like I feel tingly like every time I hear that part of the song. Yeah, yeah. It is definitely the falling slowly of this movie. Like it, not the heights of falling slowly, but it, it is in that realm for me.
1: I I, I so I, I am a maybe it's time person. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I I think that like I, I will I will concede to you that placed on if you were to take any random clip of image from this film and put it behind any random clip of Shallow, like uh they're going to, it's going to be magical. Yeah. <laughs> I think in pieces that song is clearly the better song. It's the more impactful. It's the more, it's the one with like the, the biggest swells. It is mm-hmm. the more exciting. But I think from a purely like when I'm old and sitting on like a porch whittling shit with... <laughs> <laughs> Which, which is I think roughly wait, three years. <laughs> yeah, in three years, when that happens. Um, thanks for that. Uh, but I, I just think that like there, there is I think, uh, I, 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 maybe I identify more with uh, maybe it's time song. Like I, 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 just, I think it has like it just has it, it's, it's the song that I would hear on my own outside of the context of the film. Be like, you know what? I'm not really in the country, but that's it's a pretty good song. <laughs>
0: so, wildcard. How did you feel about "I'll Always Remember Us This Way"? The piano song that she plays in her second big performance.
1: Um, gotta be honest. I, when I'm showering in the morning and I'm singing different songs from this film, sure, it's not that one. (laughs) Well, it's clearly the SNL song that you're singing. (laughs) (laughs) What about what are you doing bringing that ass over here?
0: You have a mirror in the shower, right? (laughs)
1: Uh, anyways, I mean, I, I just, I, uh, anyway, it was. Uh, p- inquiring minds want to sure. know which, which no, song I mean, is I'm, our I'm favorite.
0: I'm a fan of both. It's just the the maybe it's time to let the old ways die song that that feels like I've heard that song oh, many times before. That's like a classic, like finger picking pattern and a good crooning. Like that could be like one of eighty Bob Dylan songs too, and <laughs> I still like it. Like I yeah, enjoy yeah. it. That is the one I would play by myself. And enjoy and like noodle around or something while I'm doing on the yeah, guitar. Yeah. That is um, <laughs> not in the shower. Not with you in the shower. Um, but I, I think "Shallow" is definitely the more um memorable song. Even though I agree, it's kind of a piecewise song. Like I don't think it's like missing a second verse, and I don't think the chorus actually fits with the bridge or the verse. That like it, it's a weird song, but th- that's that the emotional. The beats still work for so it. so the big
1: scene in the film um uh, which is the scene where he calls her out on stage and forces her to play this song that <laughs> she doesn't know because she wrote it the night before uh, <laughs> that uh that that scene um even in the moment she's like damn this this verse is going well oh shit chorus time ah! <laughs> like it 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 feels like it it works perfectly in the trailer as two. it's almost two separate songs right, right. when it's one song it works as a song, but like there is no there's no graceful transition between verse and chorus. It just suddenly becomes chorus and you're like, well now she's doing that thing. Um yeah. Uh, so Yeah. I agree. Also, just I mean, we can get into it now. Why is the bridge in the shallow, 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 shallow? shallow and then the resolve is we're far from the shallow now.
0: <laughs> Tell me something, Chris. I, I, just, I just. Why you gotta have to nitpick this? <laughs> How long have you been writing this? What did you need more? Was it a plot that you were looking <laughs> 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 I wanted to bring my guitar, and every time you started to go on a tangent, like, that was <laughs> to play that. <laughs>
1: uh, what are you writing, Johnson? <laughs> uh right, so we got this out of the way we've had our we've had our battle over the songs that are our favorite uh, or the song that is both of our favorites um but what do you say we get into this film um and let people know like whether outside of the music it has any value
0: (laughs) uh hold on I just want to get another look at you
1: (laughs) alright well on that note we're going to take a listen to the trailer for A Star Is Born and then come back and give you guys a review Maybe it's time to let the old ways down Maybe it's time to let the old ways down Takes a lot to change, man Hell, it takes a lot to try
0: You know, man, in the old days I always knew, like, you were gonna do something That you'd be all right It's the first time I'm worried about you. Can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Tell me something, girl.
1: Do you write songs or anything? I don't sing my own songs. Why? I just don't feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Almost every single person has told me they liked the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. I just want to take another look at you. In all the good times, I find myself longing for change. Here's what we're going to do. Come sing that song that I love. No, I can't do that. Here, no. come Here we go. look at me. me. All you got to do is trust me. That's all you got to do. So that was the trailer for *Stars Born*. Um, is the story of this guy who is a, a Jackson Maine. Jackson Maine, um, who is a big singer, um, and uh, he one night uh, after performing. Pulls off into a little bar, uh, encounters a woman played by Lady Gaga, and is kind of taken by her, and uh, you know, cause she's a beautiful singer, and uh, he's like, "Wow, like this is amazing. Um, this chick is cool. I'm gonna go hang out with her." And then starts to kind of bring her on tour with him, and she sort of starts to blossom into a star, one might say, um, and it's sort of the story of them kind of like. This is a man sort of towards the end of his uh, fame and a woman rising up to fame for the first time, and it's a story of their relationship and uh, a lot of music that is played in this film. Um, yeah, Stephen Miller, what did you think of A Star is Born?
0: Yeah, so um, you and I both saw the trailer many, 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 many times yeah. leading up to this movie. Um I don't know if it was just San Francisco in particular they were playing it a lot because other people I've talked to hadn't grown to hate the trailer the way that I did like <laughs> you and I were making fun of the trailer like a month before it became a meme on the internet for yeah. people to make fun of the trailer
1: um You might say we were making fun of the trailer before
0: it was cool. <laughs> yeah, we we sure were. Um and and it got to the point of just watching that trailer over and over again where I kept thinking how can this be good? Like what are, what are they doing to try to sell me on this movie? I don't I, I just don't understand. It doesn't seem like a movie that I need right now. And then buzz started coming out when it premiered uh, at festivals that it was actually like quite good. And then the buzz kind of started the temper where people were like, I mean, it was it wasn't that good. It was just like pretty good. Like people didn't really seem to know where to fit it. And I think I understand that reaction because Wait, the,
1: the 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 like tamping down. Of yeah, the, the praising
0: yeah. and then the tamping down because I was. Pretty like smitten by this movie. Certainly, the first, the upwards arc, the star being born part of the movie. Yeah, I think that pulls off a very special thing that is hard to do in a movie, which is things like How to Train Your Dragon or Gravity, for instance. They're movies where they start (laughs) with like a small scale and then blow it up all of a sudden, where you travel like a distance that you didn't know you were going to go, and they managed to give you a sense of scale in a way where, like, by the time the grand arc is happening, it feels, like, very exciting because you, you're you in the headspace of a person who was also in the regular place, too, right? Like, when Sandra Bullock is, like, flying toward the Earth's spoilers for gravity. <laughs> <laughs> it feels crazy because you've been with her up there for that whole time, yeah. right? Um, And that's how I felt with... Uh, lady gaga in this movie where when we find her you know she she is a performer like on a on a small scale but we're seeing her kind of in intimate situations right like talking with jackson Maine at a bar sitting in a parking lot writing songs together talking with her dad in their kind of crowded house and going on that journey that feels like it isn't real time but it felt kind of link lettery right and like it was letting things be aimless and letting conversations have room to breathe the period of time where she goes from like being picked up from her workplace to being pulled on stage being told like you're about to join me in the song I I got chills like I I I love that part of the movie a lot and I think there's a lot of romanticism in what the movie is doing here I think once she becomes a star and it becomes about the second arc of the movie of her fame and Jackson Maine's um alcoholism <clears throat> the the movie definitely becomes a lot more traditional in a way that like I still enjoyed the romanticism of how it was made I thought it was like a very 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 watchable movie I think Bradley Cooper is clearly an actor directing people <clears throat> where like what he cares about above all else is letting actors be actors right like the There aren't a lot of scenes in this movie that I remember apart from the people talking or singing during them. Yeah. But I I, I just think he does a really, really, really nice job with that story. So, like, I I think it's a, a very beautifully crafted film. I definitely think the thing that makes it so special in the first half starts to fall apart, like, as the cliches ramp up. And I feel like even though this is meant to be lady Gaga's movie, I think it doesn't feel like it by the end, like it feels like every time Lady Gaga is about to have a moment, Jackson Maine takes all the glory again, and her career we're kind of seen from his sort of cynical lens where we never really get a feeling of like what is her creative expression now. We're seeing more of like like the s n l bit halfway through this movie. We're seeing what feels like it has to be a parody of what her life would have been at that moment, yeah, and that didn't rub me the right way um. Like, so I think the arc isn't perfect, but I I do think it was, like, a very lovely, emotional movie. I think La La Land is definitely an apt comparison. Yeah,
1: Um, I'm I'm 100% going to bring up La La Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
0: (laughs) La La Land nails the ending better than this movie does. So much. (laughs) I think this movie nails most of the rest... At least as well if not better than la- like it feels more soulful this is like the more low blood pressure version of what la la land is doing which is more about like youthful angst of like how are we going to make it what are we going to do this movie just feels like a like a warm cozy like lolling hill up to stardom and then back down um even if it doesn't have any flight of fancy that's like as beautiful as the way la la land goes out on um I think once is another good comparison. The music here isn 't chill inducing in the way that once is chill inducing for me, but it definitely has that joy of just like a man and woman like singing together and kind of the power of music and the way that that can substitute for actual emotions like we don 't really see them fall in love in conversation in this movie much like once they 're together, most of their conversations are either arguments or almost nothing, but the yeah. The music substitutes for that, like that's how powerful music is. Is it like it made me still believe it, even though the movie was kind of telegraphing it for a lot of the, the journey. Um, there's you can compare it to a million other things, but I want to hear what you think.
1: So I, I I along with you made fun of this trailer a lot, um, because we saw it so much, and you know, Bradley Cooper is just doing this weird like sunburnt western dude kind of whatever the hell he's doing it's funny
0: because i was thinking he was doing a sam elliott in the trailer <laughs> and this movie definitely goes at great lengths to explain that
1: yeah yeah but it, it, it was just like a thing where like watching the trailer i still was excited for the film like i thought i was like i, I was prepared to watch this movie and like cry and love the music and and just be like amazed by it um but it but it was it was just fun to kind of tease and make fun of. Like I it was just a thing where it's like people were starting to hate the trailer so much that it was fun to bring it up as like a thing. It's it's like trolling people, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I was never sore on the trailer because the music in the trailer's great, right? <laughs> um so so I I, I walked in this extremely optimistic. Um I think the uh uh what I'll call meat drunk <laughs> at the beginning of this film is is fantastic mm-hmm. um i think they his kind of just aimlessly stumbling into this place um that is not a place that he would normally walk into but he just wants a drink um it's like pre-showing his alcoholism alcoholism um walking in there seeing this girl um kind of just hanging out with like the crowd in that bar yeah. and kind of just like being charming uh but like He's, like, on the edge of being too drunk, but he but he still has this charisma to him yeah. and an, a joy of being there, and the people are excited to have him there because they know who he is. And just there. there's this, this fun level of there, and watching Lady Gaga's character kind of be like, oh, there's, an, like, another guy talking to me, but I'm not going to pay attention to him. But, like, he's kind of here, and he's being persistent, and, like, just that sort of intertwining before them um is 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 really interesting and compelling and the performances are great in it and you're watching this like sort of progression of these two characters um coming together and realizing that like this is more than just a night of drinking like let let's like you are interested in who i am as a person i'm interested in like the fact that you're interested in me as a person (laughs) Um, and like i i really enjoyed that part Um, you know, that, that part of the film climaxes with this performance, um, that happens on stage, that's in the trailer that we've been talking about this whole time. And I think immediately after that, this film starts to go downhill real fast. Mm. Um, I, this, I found this film extremely frustrating. Um, I think that this film, so this film is sort of a biopic, right? It's, it's, it's like a
0: it's, it's like a walk in the line. It's it, it, movie. It,
1: it's it's a it's a biopic of two separate stories that are sort of like uh, intermingling with each other, and I think that when you have a story about a real person, um, a a real singer or a real actor or a real anybody you have some sort of tangential knowledge of who that person is and what that person meant to you throughout life. And now, like, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody is coming out soon. And it's like people are walking in with their own knowledge of Queen and they want to see this dramatization of the life uh, of and and how that group got together and, like, how they changed music, blah, 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 blah. Um, However successful or not that film is,
0: I'm going to guess not. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Well, that's beyond – that's not the point I'm trying to make. But like when you watch a film like that, you're bringing something into it and you just need to stick in that space and maybe get some information that you didn't have already or you're just kind of like, oh, I want to watch a thing about this thing that I really like, Mm -hmm. right? A Star is Born is not a real-life biopic. It is a story of this made-up person, correct? Um, Yeah. So, a story that's been retold like yeah, yeah. four times now. Yeah. But well,
0: it's always a different story, but the same idea. Yeah, know. yeah.
1: but the the problem is that the weaknesses of a true-to-life biopic are overcome by the fact that this is a person that you care about and that you have pre-knowledge of. This film has those same holes and those that lack of narrative. Um, but the problem is that like because it's not a real person that doesn't have a real end that you're arriving at, you have to justify all of the t- decisions that happen. Like we, when we watch films that are about a real story, there's, there's tons of times where like we've commented on the fact that like, Ooh, it feels like this scene's only here because it's real. Yeah. Um, and this film has these scenes.
0: Really? Like what, what's the example? Oh, okay. So, so for
1: instance, this, okay. So we, we, we understand that he's an alcoholic, right? Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, this film sort of blames his alcoholism on several different things. his upbringing, um, uh, the relationship he had with his father. Uh, so that's cool. If that was... And it's not cool. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, like okay, all right. You've yeah. decided that because, of, because he was raised by an alcoholic and he had problems at the beginning of life, that that has sort of been instilled in him and he has become the thing that he was worried about back then. Fine. The problem is, the story is also that this musician who spent his whole life performing and is now famous now has this ringing in his ear because he's had, like, irreparable damage to his eardrums, and he has to drink to drown out the ringing, right? That is sort of a thing that is hinted at um, and is sort of an explanation for why he drinks so much. Fine. If that was the explanation, that would be fine. But also the explanation is how he was raised. Okay, we have two explanations. That's fine. Now this is a story about a man who has a reason to live now because he has this really creative, intelligent, beautiful woman who he thinks has something to say. And then it goes into this La La Land territory where he's trying to save music Mm -hmm. and she's becoming a pop star. And
0: I I think that is the worst part of the movie is that element, by the way.
1: But, like, he takes her aside to say, like, hey, if they take away what you have to say, they're taking away you, so don't let them do that. That's fine. But, like, so you have, like, these three completing narratives is, like... uh. Pop stardom is destroying this creative mind. Thus, I need to drink. I have damage in my ears that I can't drown out unless I drink. Thus, I need to drink. I had a bad upgrade. It's like it's like three completely different don't stories. Don't you think
0: that's how an alcoholic would tell their own story? There's like everything is a reason for why but they this drink. is
1: the, he's not telling
0: the story though.
1: This is not his. Like it's his story. Unfortunately. But it's through the eyes of Lady Gaga. So, like, I think that, like, having all these scenes where he's, like, pouring his heart out about these problems that he has are undercut by the fact that that's not really, like, it's... This film wants to have all these different stories and doesn't dedicate enough time to any of those stories. And here's the reason why it doesn't. Because it wants to play the entire runtime of each of the songs over and over and over throughout the film. Like, the song is great, but we don't need to hear the whole song four times. And then the other whole song four times, like, there are scenes... Like, this feels like... Like, I don't know whether or not Bradley Cooper can actually play the guitar, but I assume that he can because this feels like he wants people to know that he can play the guitar, right? And 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 like I said, he might not be able to play gu- the guitar. This might all be fake, but it feels like the, the film takes time away from the story it's trying to tell just so you can listen to music, which if this was a musical would be fine because the musical aspect of, the, like, the songs would be giving us the narrative. And See, I-
0: that that, <clears throat> it, that that's interesting to me, because I didn't get that feeling. Like, I, I felt like this had exactly as much music as it should have, which is, like, it's showing two people where their lives are mostly explained by music and their relationship to music, and it's kind of doing, like, a slice-of-life thing of, like, <clears throat> let's watch how these people live mostly Bradley Cooper. I I agree that's like kind of to its detriment. I would have wanted to see like more of Lady Gaga's discovery as she's starting to go out there too. But I think, I don't know. Maybe it's just that I think I've like, I'm aware of this type. Like I've met some people before that have been somewhat like this character where they're always like, on the edge of they're like, a needle balancing on its tip, right? And, like, so many things in the moment could be the thing that they blame on, like, why they fall off, right? Why something new happens. But there's this, like, charm to that. Like, you mentioned Bradley Cooper's charisma, and I think, like, his character in the bar at the beginning, he is, like, not very coherent. Like you said, he's, like, probably too drunk. But he has this, like charm and kind of like a, a manipulative way of seeming at ease all the time that like brings people into his orbit and he kind of like sucks them up. Yeah. And like maybe by the time he lets them out, they're like, I don't think I actually know you at all. And that's kind of how I feel like the arc of the movie is, which is not the way the movie is telling it. But I feel like Lady Gaga at the end would probably think like, did we have a relationship?
1: But that that's what I thought watching mm-hmm. the film. Like I I honestly... I get why she was like, "Ooh, I want to go on another date with this guy." I don't get that they were in love. I don't get that they even had a relationship. I they like
0: I mean, I think that's hinted when he he calls her his girlfriend by mistake when he's drunk at some point and she's like, "We're married." Yeah. Y- you know, it, it's like all of this has been swept up in this uh thing where it's like the creative process of, is what they're in love with and it isn't necessarily a relationship apart from that. Yeah. So, anyway, all that to say that I think like I think the movie is taking its time to show people playing music in a like slice of lifey way like that's what it wants to do like it yeah. do- it doesn't want to be telling those narratives very directly. It wants us to be like coasting with the character, and I do think it kind of romanticizes him to a fault there where it it really wants us to believe that like lady Gaga singing on snl is like nobly driving him to drink right like there's a few of those where i'm like come on movie don't, yeah yeah no, you don't have to do that right like i get that's what he would think in the moment but you're telegraphing it to me as if that is like the right way to see the situation
1: yeah and but that's the thing too is like she she has a notebook of songs that she's writing and they don't do a good enough job of explaining that her manager is causing like obviously the manager wants her to dye her hair and do all these things and you can see him controlling the image of her mm-hmm. but there is no explanation for why she needs to churn out these like get over here with that ass or whatever the song is that she sings at SNL like it's it's there like the script calls for her to be doing songs that have no merit so she does songs that have no merit so that's but what i'm
0: wondering is if the script wants us to believe the songs have no merit like the snl one for sure yeah, yeah i i wonder in general if it does like does the script think jackson Maine is right that like having a backup dancer or singing pop music is selling your soul and the, the country s- rock is the only real way of expressing your voice the
1: script 100 percent believes that because
0: i i couldn't i couldn't tell i don't want it to i want jackson Maine to be like egomaniacal and he thinks this his bleeding heart way of living is the only way of being honest. And I want him to be wrong about that.
1: He, he, he quote falls for her in the moment because she adlibs a song that he thinks has meaning. Mm-hmm. Like she takes an emotion he's feeling and writes, a, writes a verse in the moment. And he goes, fucking this angel. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, a- and he is in love with her creative potential like, he wants her to become a star, which is also weird because the film wants to play like he's jealous of her stardom and upset that, like, she – like, it's it's weird. It starts with this thing where there's this war between him and the the agent where it's like, oh, well, like, he's taking all your time and making you do all this other music stuff and making you a star on your own. Which
0: I think all makes sense if you think of him as, like, a codependent alcoholic, right, who's, like – he wants to be giving and giving and giving, but what he's really also doing is taking and taking. But the movie, again, it, it's too romantic. Like, it isn't playing it that way. It's playing it as if, like, this is a pure struggle, like a war between the two impulses. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I just feel, I guess, that, like, he... He never makes any attempt to, like, get her off the ground as a singer. He just wants her singing on his stage, right? Like, mm-hmm. because he wants to be around her and seeing her potential himself. But I just, it just felt weird. Also, if you were in a band... And it was, like, Jackson Maine and the bandits or whatever the fuck the group is called. Mm-hmm. And then just sudden, suddenly this guy's like, my new girlfriend that I met last night is going to come sing. You're like, all right, fine. Oh, she's just going on tour with us now? Oh, she's going to sing, like, all the songs?
0: Yeah, that never famously happened to the Beatles.
1: <laughs> no, but, but that's what I mean. Like, it causes yeah. conflict, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. This film, no one in the band ever goes like, eh, like, uh... Why was the girl around all the time, right? I, I guess
0: I, I think in this film the band is more like an elevated studio musician group, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't. Th- I, I think Jackson Maine is supposed to be the thing, and it's like his whims are what people are following around. Yeah. So what I found, and I feel I feel funny because I, I really enjoyed this movie, but like this is mostly going into criticism because I think the. I'll get back to the positives of it later. One <laughs> one criticism I have kind of around that is like not only is it clearly the Jackson Maine show I feel like the movie's sense of time and place is kind of weird because like we're definitely supposed to believe in the beginning of this movie I think that Jackson Maine is an extraordinarily beloved musician oh yeah, yeah. he's right already now. selling out shows
1: that are huge arenas yeah
0: yeah and it it's made to feel like it's in the 70s or something at the beginning, except for the fact that, like, Lady Gaga's definitely on her cell phone in the beginning. So, <laughs> you, you know it's modern day, but, the like, just the fact that this music is, like, selling out arenas and everyone everywhere knows who you are. I, I think that's just the South, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not in the South, I don't think.
1: I think, well, because she, she. I think she, they're she, near, like, LA she, or something. She's in LA. Me. But yeah. remember, when she goes to the show that she sings at, he flies her there. Yeah. He gets, I assume she
0: uh, flew her to, like, Coachella or something.
1: I I don't know. But either way, like, it's it's definitely, he, I mean, he... Like, or, like,
0: the Shoreline Amphitheater, maybe, even. <laughs> they have, they have Or, like, no, it's Red Rock. I don't, I don't know. They had a farm, yeah. right? <laughs>
1: sure. I don't know where in, in yeah. L.A. you're going to have room for a farm.
0: Anyway, ignore the actual, like, decade that it's, like, in. I think it's yeah. meant to feel a little timeless. Like, I, I think on purpose it doesn't feel... They don't rub in your face that it's, like, 2018 that much. Um, It's
1: supposed to feel like this may have happened four other times before. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, But, like, I can't tell how much time has elapsed in this movie because at the beginning, it seems like he is the hottest shit and everyone is so excited just to meet him. Yeah. And by the midpoint, it seems like he is a washed-up artist. And all of that seems to happen while he is on the same tour, and the same tour where Lady Gaga goes from being an unknown to already having shows of her own and an agent and stuff like that. And I, I couldn't tell if the movie is just trying to, like, disorient you on purpose because it, like, doesn't matter. Like, it's just, well, like, <laughs> tracing, like, this is how it feels to be in this boat. But the arc feels like it's, like, very, very, very tight in a way that doesn't make no, that much it, it, sense. it
1: doesn't make any sense. Like, she goes from they have their first date, then she's performing on stage the following night a week that night after she's done she gets an agent the next week she has three grammys and then like she's on sure, she gets
0: the agent like two nights later it's when she sings the piano song oh okay gotcha
1: um, but that guy clearly showed up because of the performance yeah. that he saw on youtube um uh, wait, i i just yeah yeah. It, it feels like this film is a series of montages mm-hmm. that are strewn together intercut with the entire runtime of one of the songs um and i think that to me um that didn't equal what this the trailer for this film promised and that's not just like an expectation versus whatever thing like there's this film is more concerned with performing at you than than making you feel things outside of the songs Mm -hmm. and i think that to me that felt like for me the like I got got a little misty when she first performs a song on stage just because like everything's going crazy and like she's like, oh my God, I'm flying and all that kind of stuff. Um, but really beyond that, the only moment that I legitimately teared up in this en- entire film takes place between the two brothers and it's just it's, out of nowhere. But it it it's happened. amazing. No, it's amazing, but it has no right to be that amazing.
0: But so th- this is where I'm going to pivot back to praise again for a while because there's a lot I didn't do up top that I want to. I think... Okay, so Lady Gaga is great in this movie. Like, I'm sure she's going to get nominated. She's probably going to win. I, I'm sure she will not have been the best actress of the year, but given all the things that the Academy loves and the fact that they love someone who can sing and act, I'm not going to be upset at all when, when she wins. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Bradley Cooper, I think, is great in this movie, too. Like, I've I've always kind of liked him, but I think he really inhabits this, like, loose, like charismatic while being kind of sloppy at the same time attitude in a way that's really nice. But Sam Elliott, like fucking MVP in this movie, every scene that he's in, I like got close to crying. (laughs) Um, he's good. And and he does so much with so little, like, like there's a scene, he just like, it shows like a little bit of a tear in his eye and I'm done. Like that's like showing me more than any actor this year already. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know, everybody, I I just think, like, Andrew Dice Clay, too, as the the dad, I think he has, like, you don't get to see a lot of him, but you really feel, like, who he is and who that character is. Uh, Dave Chappelle was fine. He didn't get much to do, which makes it really funny how much, like, trailers were making sure we knew that Dave Chappelle was in this movie. Um, But, yeah, like, I think all, this is definitely an actor's movie, and I think all of the actors, especially the supporting cast, are, like, really, really, really incredible in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't take that away from this film at all. Like, I think I, everybody is pretty great. Um, if Lady Gaga wins, fine, that's cool. Bradley Cooper wins, eh, I, I don't know. I mean, he, he's he's great in this. I don't want to take anything away from his performance. I just, I, what he is doing, I think, is different than what Lady Gaga is doing, and I think is just. um yeah I do not I d I don't I don't know. I, I I I'm I'm happy with the performances that everybody gave to me. I'm just not happy with the narrative the film gave to me. And and I I never didn't enjoy watching the film. I just I I don't think it's that spectacular of a film. Um and it will continue to be talked about as a spectacular film, and that is sort of like unearned in my kind of point of view. Mm-hmm. Um but it has stellar parts in it.
0: I, I think, like what it really is, is just a. It has a little bit of everything, right? Like I, I totally understand why people saw this movie and were like, "That is like the Oscar contender to beat now," because it's like it's got music, it's got like sweeping melodrama, it's got like throwbacky emotions, the way that Hollywood people would like. It's got. The, the older charm because it feels kind of like like a slow Clint Eastwoody thing but it also have the younger charm because Lady Gaga's in it so like fucking everybody wants to see what the Lady Gaga movie is like <laughs> i get i get it i get it like for me this is certainly not going to be like among my top 5 favorite movies of the year but i do still think it's like very very good and it's it's hard to make a movie that is that solid to so many different people and i think it's interesting that Bradley Cooper kind of did that while also making a weird movie, like he made weird decisions like the the time jumping is weird right yeah the the there's no way he didn't realize that when he was making it, like it seemed like he was trying to get the the feeling of like a before midnight type movie, the feeling of it being almost real time paired with the fact that it's an arc meant to take place over a relationship, yeah, and like the way he chose to do that was to just comet style like shove it all together right where it's like we're just going to go on this whole arc as if it were like one long road trip that we're on together
1: it it, it, you know it's it's funny like as you're saying that i'm starting to think in my head this feels like a film where the film is technically two people having a conversation remembering something from the future not the future but like you know what i mean like this is two people maybe meeting up at like a mutual friend's wedding or something Mm -hmm. like that having been separated for a long time And then having a conversation about why things didn't work out. And then the film that we did watch is all of the flashbacks during that conversation. You just (laughs)
0: reinvented Eternal Sunshine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, like, you you know what I mean? Like, that's what it feels like. It it feels like we're missing the thing that runs this film together. Mm. And instead we're getting the moments of the life of two people um, without the thing, the narrative glue. Yeah.
0: yeah i i don't disagree i just think the this is gonna sound cheesy but i think the the soul (laughs) of the movie and maybe music is a shorthand for soul right maybe i'm a sucker i don't know but the soul of the movie holds it together still and i think like it wants it to be those fragments where you're kind of floating through it like i i wouldn't say it wants to be montages but it does want to be like sliced up emotions like i i I think that's on purpose i don't think it's like it being lazy for doing that um it wants you to kind of float through two people who are wrapped up in each other but they're also wrapped up in creativity and fame and like their different feelings toward fame and it's trying to like make you feel that without having to tell you all of it and i i don't know why he chose that particular way but i do think it like it, it, it worked on me for the most part. Yeah. Um. We'll have to do like a little spoiler section, I think, <laughs> to to talk about the ending. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I, I I thought it looked really nice too. Like for a first time director, like this this is a very 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 confident movie. I think. Like it's long and sprawling, and it nails it with like it. It never really feels like he's phoning it into me. It doesn't ever look like another movie. Um. I think it's at its best on stage, like from the stage point of view, looking out at a crowd. That's something that I hadn't really seen to that degree before. Yeah. Carson wanted me to tell you that uh, Bradley Cooper was inspired when he went to a Metallica show and stood <laughs> backstage and saw what the crowd looked like when it was roaring from Metallica's perspective. Yeah. And then he watched the uh, the documentary that Carson <laughs> put it, put in his top five in 2013. And so, Carson says suck it for that. (laughs) Nice. Classy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Which is fine. Like, he nailed that aspect of this film. Mm -hmm. Like, 100%. (laughs) So...
0: Okay, I think I'm ready for spoilers.
1: All right, uh, so let's do the verdicts first. Um, then we can close out the episode and then get to the spoilers after for those who want to stick around. So for now, Stephen Miller, if you were going to give this a must-see, reckon with the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
0: I'm still rounding up to must-see, even though I see, like, again, I think the the upwards arc I liked a lot more than the flat line to downwards arc later. Yeah. Um... I think this movie is at its best when it's showing the chemistry between Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, and the moment it tries to just, like, split them off and show us what they look like alone, I think the movie isn't as good. Um, But I still think it is, like, a very, very, very nice, watchable movie that takes more risks than I would have expected for something that should just be pure Oscar bait. Like, I don't think it's cute or clever or, like, doing the things that you could criticize La La Land for. I think it's trying to be a more like adult somber movie. And I, I enjoy that though. I'm going to make Carson mad and say born to be blue is a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, this is not an entertaining film. I think that most people who watch this film will enjoy it on some level. So I'm still going to give it a recommend of the caveat. I just think that it's, it is a messy film and that it's trying to do a lot of different things. Um, without like a directed point of trying to like follow one path through this history of this couple like it's kind of like trying to hit all these ideas and i think it's it's it confuses itself a little bit on what it wants to say and do um but it has great music and great performances and for that it is an entertaining watch um i just i I'm wary to talk about it like it's the greatest film that's come out this year. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, no, it
0: it, it is suffering from overhype, I'm sure, if people go into it thinking this will be the best thing ever. Yeah. I think what you need to go into it thinking is, like, this is the most four-quadrant thing so far. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably a much more fair... (laughs) I don't know First Man yet. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm so excited for First Man. I do have to say, too, if, if you, like me, are charmed enough by, like, musical centerpieces in the middle to make you just want to float through the rest of the movie carson's gonna hate me but you should watch love and mercy i like (laughs) uh, the music scenes the studio scenes in that movie are so 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 good anyway that's my plug
1: cool um well, that is going to do it for the, the, the main review for our review of A Star is Born. Uh, we're going to close out the episode now and then uh, music, will, music will fade out. And then when music comes back, we'll be in spoilers. So for now, Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
0: People can go to twitter.com sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com.
1: People can find me at com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at com, where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. Um, you can also find links um, under the subscribe tab uh, that will show you where you can find our episode around the internet and around different apps that you may use on a day-to-day basis. Um, if you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash TheSpoilTheWarning or like us at Facebook.com slash warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to A Star is Born, so hopefully you are enjoying that. As I said, that music is going to fade up. When the music fades back out, we will be in full-blown spoilers. So, be wary. <laughs> Tell me
0: something, boy Aren't you tired trying
1: to feel that void It's so hardcore I'm falling All right, uh, we are back. This is for their territory. It's the after part of a review of a Star is Born. We're going to be talking full-blown spoilers Steven Miller.
0: <laughs> yeah So what, what I really wanted to know is when did you know that Jackson main was going to kill himself?
1: Uh, when he told the old guy in his rehab, the story about trying to kill himself when he was younger. Mm. I was like, this is telegraphing what he's going to do later.
0: Because I, I I had similarly, like around then I knew that the story couldn't end well for him. Yeah. But I do think like, I like the quote romantic arc of having him, like he's basically a star who chooses to die so the other can burn brighter because he decides that like, he realizes that he is like a person that's going to keep like pulling Lady Gaga back into his orbit and he thinks she's bigger than that. And so he wants to, but it's like a romantic idea on paper, right? What I really don't like about the way it happened is the the fucking manager, the Lady Gaga manager character, who I think is like by far the worst character in this movie, like not the most evil. He's that too, but I think he's like the least believable also having him just like walk over and like,
1: he basically, basically says, tell, kill yourself.
0: Yeah, he basically says, like, you should kill yourself. That really, really, really aggravated me. Like, I still think Bradley Cooper holds it together. Like, you believe his character's sadness enough for the most part, I think. And he's also kind of, it's like an impulsive sadness, too. It doesn't necessarily feel like I have thought about this and deduced after, like, a long time of study that this must be done. It kind of seems like an impulsive person who, like – makes wild decisions on a spur of the moment and he made one very bad decision but yeah that that beat because of how like much i hated the tour manager yeah that beat didn't really work for me and so the whole musical montage that happens at the same time didn't work for me very much either and the lady gaga number that she ends on didn't really work for me like the movie got so close to sticking the landing to me and it To me, that was the worst part of the movie was the last like five to ten minutes, except for Sam Elliott and Lady Gaga crying about it because Sam Elliott was good and everything.
1: Yeah, like if if he didn't literally try to kill himself the exact same way with his belt that he took off and then like hanging himself, like there's plenty of other ways he could have gone out that would have just felt like okay, that's that's him, like he can't go on or whatever. But like having it be a mirrored image of that thing and (sighs) so. Going back to the messiness of this film, he tried to take his life when he was young. But, like, his brother thinks that he idolized the dad, which means that the brother didn't realize that he was unhappy when he was a child. But, so, like, but he The brother doesn't
0: know he idolized him, right? Doesn't that happen in one of their conversations about taking his voice? Yeah, yeah.
1: So, he learns that after he gets out of rehab. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is the brother has grown up thinking that he has idolized their father, which means that he thought he was fine as a kid doesn't know that he tried to take his own life, apparently um and just thinks that he has a problem with alcoholism now because he learned it from his dad mm-hmm. um, he doesn't know what the real reason is behind that stuff that is apparently there. we never get we don't we never find out that Bradley Cooper had a bad childhood like we don't understand what was happening there we just know that that the father was drunk a lot and he had to watch himself sometimes mm-hmm. um so it's already. A, a little bit messy but i what, what's weird though is that like you don't like what the the manager tells him because of like that guy's a dick and where it leads but the problem is bradley cooper's character believes that the manager is the thing that's ruining his wife hmm. because the manager represents this weird pop star thing that she is being turned into but so don't, bradley... don't you
0: think that was like alcoholic Bradley Cooper believes that and sober rehab Bradley Cooper is trying to think differently.
1: He's, I mean, he's not sober, sober at that point in time. He's like constantly relapsing, right? Like I, he's definitely not sober when he hangs himself.
0: No, well, No, but that's, that's his moment of relapse is like right before he, he hangs himself. I think he's supposed to be sober until then. I, I believe you're, I think you're supposed to believe that
1: maybe i i I think i think he relapsed so many times in the film that i literally never i never trust that he's ever going to be sober Mm -hmm. and i think i checked out of checking his soberness um Mm -hmm. because he would be 100 percent sober and then just be like fuck this and grab a beer and i never like there was never progression to it there was never him fighting whether or not he wants to take it he would just be like fuck it and walk over and grab grab a beer so like to me that was hard to follow but to but i still believe that like He – I don't think that he has – if I'm him and I fell in love with this girl because of her ability to uh, output creative expression in a way that I found beautiful and thought that she was this light that is the star. Like his version of her being a star was her saying something important to people and them listening to it. Um the world's version of her being a star is just they can buy albums and posters and whatever. Mm-hmm. I if I'm him the way the story is communicated to me I see the manager as the problem. So when the problem comes to me and says I'm the problem, I'm just like punch you, him in the face. Are you yeah, like are you fucking kidding me? Like you are the pro, like you're the one that's ruining my wife and I think less But, but of the her. thing
0: is you, at, at this point he is like racked with guilt over what he did at her grammy ceremony yeah with the things he said to her while he was drunk i like i think he he has had a lot of time of thinking like i am this thing that she is like stapled to that is bad news right yeah and i will say that grammy scene i thought was like that pushed the cringe element like Oh beyond like, where I was okay with
1: no none of but but none of that would have actually happened like yeah, right he wouldn't have been put into his seat right before like they would have been like, oh like who whoever the p a was who was like oh yeah he 's fine let's put him in the seat like they just never would have, like i don 't yeah. believe that scene happens. there may be a ruckus that happens,
0: sure off stage it's a very heightened scene
1: yeah it, it just it just it doesn 't feel real but i i, I just to me I, I i just there's there's a disconnect for me in where he thinks she is better with him dead. Like, if you can make the weird, bizarro, backwards argument of, like, an artist usually becomes really big after they take their own life, and he's, for some reason, applying that to her, like, if he takes his life, then it will help her. Like, unless it's an action like that, which the film does not communicate as his motive... Um, it doesn't make sense to me like why he chooses an act that selfish. Like what he thinks is accomplishing that? Like, oh, I'm holding her back being drunk all the time. So if I do something that would devastate her, she'll definitely be fine. Like I I just, I I there's no internal logic to it. um, And I know it's an emotional Mm. action, but I feel that like-
0: I mean, I think the internal logic is that he thinks and he's wrong right yeah he thinks that as long as he exists she is always going to come back to him and he sees her like lie about why she's ending the tour early right and like she's like she's coming up with these reasons when the real reason is like she wants to be near him because she's afraid of what would happen if he's alone again um so i i can understand why that emotional logic would hold for someone right but he, like, you think, like, rip off the band-aid.
1: So here's, here's the funny thing, too, is let's pretend, like, he knows, let's pretend he picks up on it and he knows that she lied and that she canceled the tour because of him.
0: Well, he does, because the tour manager had already told him otherwise earlier. The tour manager already said, like, she's, like, like cutting out Europe for this. or Like, there was something like that of, like, we barely were able to salvage it.
1: Okay. Well, I, I just thought but he meant she
0: presents it as like I thought he oh meant it's like, just so good they want me to you know
1: yeah I I thought he meant the like the image of it mm. but anyways regardless right so he knows that she's lying so he does something that if she wasn't canceling the tour would cause her to cancel the tour right like it just mm-hmm. I it's it it feels like a movie ending that is unearned to mm. me and and I just I. By that point in the film, I was so checked out that, like, I was, like...
0: (sighs) I I think maybe... I I was just thinking when you were talking about um, how, like, Sam Elliott, his belief about Jackson's upbringing and who he idolized and what drives him to drink is so different. Like, Sam Elliott, by the end, has learned that he idolized him... And he probably believes, oh no, his childhood was actually really terrible and I wasn't aware, I wasn't there for it. Yeah. And he's racked with some guilt. Lady Gaga sees this totally different interpretation of like, it was me and my stardom and not doing the thing that he wanted me to do that led to this. And maybe if the movie is saying anything, it's that like, he's, he's like a star and a star is like a symbol. It's this thing that like you project whatever you want onto it. And the truth is kind of what the movie gets at at the end, which is, like, we don't know. Like, at the end of the day, it's him, and it's what he did. And I think the only thing that violates that principle is the movie does seem to depict, like, an actuality of what drives him to drink. And if it just didn't do that, if we were watching it only from the outsider's perspective, I think that would work a lot better, Of the idea of, like, this enigma that you worship, and then your worship is also, like feeding this ego that is not all good like yeah, the yeah. downside of ego leading to spiraling and things like that
1: i i actually thought honestly at the end of the film when uh when it cuts to like her in that opera house um i thought she was just going to be singing opera like she left
0: the fantastic woman ending
1: um <laughs> yeah yeah basically i i kind of assumed that like after having been through all this stuff she realized that like stardom is terrible and i don't want to do that i just want to sing beautifully and do my own thing and then i was like oh it's just a memorial service for the guy oh okay that's Mm. that's cool
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) what's weird too is that song isn't you would think that song would be like a rootsy country-ish song because jackson wrote it but it sounds like an aerosmith ballad or something like it doesn't it doesn't fit
1: that's the fucked up thing about the song too. Is he wrote the song, and put it in her notebook of songs that she writes, for the per like he's basically saying like one day when you're not this shitty pop star, and you realize that all of that is dumb, and you come back and find this notebook, you'll find this song that I wrote for you, and it's like it's such a terrible like it's
0: that yeah I mean he's very like emotionally abusive in this movie yeah he's a horrible guy
1: um and I it just it's just interesting like he can't he. He he can't even pretend that he's happy for her Mm. because he's not. And I I feel like, yeah, it's just a weird film where it's like, it feels almost like he never loved her. He just loved the idea of her. Mm. And the idea of her goes away way early on in the film. And he just spends the rest of the film drunk (laughs) because he can't take that... The thing that he thought he was in love with isn't the thing that he thought he was in love with, and mm-hmm. I, I, I like, it's like that is not the story that's on screen, but that feels like the truth behind no, the No, I, I, I think
0: it is, and the only other things that keep pulling him to her is she's rescuing him repeatedly. It's yeah. like the little things of her trying to help him, and he knows he needs that warmth somewhere, but he doesn't. He doesn't worship her with the purity that he thinks he does. Like yeah. it's actually extremely conditional and kind of petty too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like I think that's in the movie, even though the arc is like more romantic. I the movie is aware of his dark side, or if it isn't, it misread twenty eighteen a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. You think <laughs> so I, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt that it's just like a it's a messy character and it's about like this messy mythos that means multiple things to multiple people. Yeah. Cool.
1: Sweet. All right. Well, uh, I think that's probably going to do it then. Um, Yeah. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we will see you next week.
0: (laughs) Bye.
1: Hey. What? I just want to take another look at you.